When I hear the trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave. Welcome to week five, episode five of the No Chains Attached podcast. Your hosts, Garrett Bastardi and Colin Spencer. Dow is on the IR for the week as he is um, checking his white privilege in Aruba. He is. He is in Aruba, but he, he will be joining us next week for a special edition of the No Chains Attached podcast. The the pod's making some big moves. The, the pod, we're, we're taking us to the next step right now. Yeah, we're, we're taking it on the road. Colin, where, where are we going? We are heading to Iowa City yeah. for the Penn State-Iowa Clash next week, 7.30 primetime, with yeah. the Children's Hospital looking on. And, uh, yeah, it's a uh, big moves are being made by the pod. But, honestly, that could be the second biggest move. I know. I am proud we, to say this right Can now. we, like, can we talk about this yet? Or I think I think we can talk about it. I think it's pretty close to a Should we wait until we meet? Or? I, you know, I think our listeners need to be – here's my theory. I Normally, I'd say you're right. We need to wait. Yeah. But we've bashed this man so much. And yeah. he has proven to yeah. be a good guy. Yeah. Um, As you guys well know, yeah. we have been pretty vocal about – DJPJ of PSU. Yeah. And I, there was a, tr- a truce was made. Uh, yeah, well, the, we're, the, we're the, on, the I'm papers on the haven't been signed yet. The papers haven't been signed yet. It sounds like he might come on the pod. And he could come on the pod. We're, we're definitely going to meet with him next week, he said, after the yeah. Purdue game. Some he's, olive he's branches are being extended. Some olive branches are being extended. Lindau still has some concerns over yeah, the music. Yeah, we don't know how he's going to handle this. He's still got questions. But exactly. Dow still has questions, but DJPJ... He messaged. He actually messaged me after our last podcast, yeah. um, late at night. Extremely nice. Couldn't have been more kind. I, got, I feel bad. I feel well, a little with bad. With that being said, I defend his performance at the stadium. You I, did. You know, from day one, I defend it. You did. What I can't defend was him blocking the Lane Kiffin. Account. Was blocking not only blocking but getting it permanently suspended. Band, right. I, I can't. But we'll have a chance to talk about that. We'll have that. a chance to talk with about that. With that being it. said, it was my fault. I wasn't. Imper- I was impersonating. That's true. A college football coach offering a fake job at a at a uh, at a place a thousand miles away. So that is true, but again, DJ all PJ, are, are all parties are implicated in this. But DJ PJ was very kind, confirmed reached out guy. to us, confirmed good guy, confirmed good, confirmed guy. good guy, and uh, yeah, we're um, seems like we're gonna be meeting with him. He's gonna be uh, you know maybe coming on the pod at some point, but bare minimum we're gonna meet with him, and yeah. we'll be sure to give you guys the inside story on what DJ PJ says about. Penn State football. Yeah, games. absolutely. We'll uh, we'll we'll keep you all posted on that. I know this is this is riveting news for everybody it who is. listens. Um, this is it's actually kind of big. It's funny, but uh, we'll we'll keep you posted. Like we're supposed to meet with him after the Purdue Purdue weekend, which yep. is this upcoming weekend. Um, Exciting things happening for the yeah, Chance podcast. The, yeah, the the podcast is actually it might be gaining some traction, which is nice. Um, and there's some other people that we're lining up to get on the on the pod. So some. Some pretty well-known people that we might be able to expand our base a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I'd, what a last twenty-four hours. Mo- mostly the last twelve hours. Yes, have I, been. this has been. It's been a whirlwind for your we, hosts here. We Ubered from Philadelphia International Airport to State College three hours with somebody who legitimately pronounced the name Nittany Lions. Well, no, he, I. Here's the thing. Okay, at first, I thought he couldn't pronounce the word Nittany. And then after the seventh time of calling them the Penn State Nifty Lions, I'm like, this guy actually thinks Penn State is the Nifty Lions. <laughs> Nifty Lions. Which honestly, it's if not you the worst. Think name. about it. 
I I think I like I think I like the name of the Penn State I, Nifty I Lions. I like the name He's Nifty like, Lions. The Penn State Nifty Lions. Yeah, and you know what? Let me tell you guys, this man is not a fan of what they did to Joe Paterno. No, he this is guy not. is a pro Joe Paterno. He's guy. not. He's also. I mean, it's safe. It's safe to say the guy is from the hood. Yeah, he's from the hood. I, look, doesn't like Bill Cosby though, and does not like OJ Simpson. These were things true. that were very surprising. Also, also, he did name every state penitentiary in Pennsylvania, so that. If if I wasn't scared enough beating an Uber for three hours, yeah, that did it. Yeah, did um, it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit nervous that he dropped me off at my house. He knows where I live, but we're he, here. He, we're here. We are still alive for now. Um, and he, as we're pulling up in the neighborhood, he is like, "Man, this is Bougieville." He is. This he is did. Bougieville. But you know what? We should have brought him on the podcast. Wow, that would have been wild. We should have been like, "Hey, we'll, we we'll pay you an extra twenty bucks." We, we should like, just come talk. Be like, hey, you want to come on? Just talk. Just talk about whatever. Talk about your conspiracy theories about Asians or the Jews or whatever. Dude, you he were was going about. crazy. He was going in on other ethnicities. Yeah, and he it was, was honestly, in. as you guys know, we respect women, we respect all races. This guy, he does not. He does not. <laughs> wow. It was bad. It was if, but hey, if, honestly, if you guys ever get the chance, the Philly to State College Uber, get it's quite, it's quite an experience. Gordon and, and his Gordon. Muslim name was Khalif. He told me. He said he has a Muslim name? Yeah, he's Muslim. He said Khalif. He's oh, like, his ex-girlfriend calls him Khalif all the time. I may have, his... may have been asleep for that. Yeah, that was, um, wow. But, all right, well, we'll we're going to, let's get into this. So this this one is not going to be as long today. We're, we're kind of dead. But, um, all right, week five, college football recap. We're just going to stick to college football this week um, with Dow not here and kind of on a short week. But, the only the everything was chalk. The only surprise of the week was Clemson's co- close call with North Carolina. Right, and it, I mean they ended up winning, but um, they Clemson was outplayed the whole time, the whole game. North Carolina, I mean they, I think I like where Mac Brown is taking that team. They seem to believe in what they're doing. They have a good defense. Their offense is pretty pretty suspect right now, but. It was a good game. They outplayed, like Dabo said after the game, they were out. Clemson was outplayed and outcoached the entire time, and um, I think North Carolina got to a position where they're like, "Well, let's just let's come down to one play. Let's, yeah, let's and, not go to overtime. Let's and, let's win it or lose it right here." Yeah, and I don't. I, I see both sides of the argument on going forward or going to overtime, but um, I hated the play call. They ran the option to the boundary side of the field, which was a little weird. But I, I think this brings up a bigger question of, I think. In past podcasts, we've said Clemson's in, Clemson's in, Clemson's in. Like, it's a foregone conclusion. I think it honestly brings up the question of if they were to lose a game. Uh, yeah, they're, they're screwed. I mean, would we have to say they're they're out? Yeah, I think so. Their schedule is so bad. Um, because they've won – how many is it they've won in a row right now? Like, I think 20, 20 in a row right now? Yeah, their their last loss was a national championship game against Clemson. So they went fifteen and zero last year, or their semifinal game against Alabama. Say they went fifteen and zero last year. Yeah, they're they're on a twenty nineteen or twenty game nineteen or twenty game win streak, um, which is I mean, which is incredible. But right, it is uh, it's step there. I mean, it's concerning that Trevor Lawrence has kind of been meh. suspect. Yeah, May seven seven touchdowns, five picks. Really not did not look comfortable at North Carolina. Looked almost overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Maybe it. I mean, so far this year it's been a sophomore slump. We don't need to. We don't need to. Uh, I mean, what what I will say is there's not a lot of games because the ACC is so bad. There's not a lot of games remaining on their schedule where you think they could even get a scare. I mean, maybe um, Boston College, and then they get at South Carolina. I would say the last game of the year is a game that I could definitely see them getting tripped up there. Yeah, they, I mean, it's a rivalry game, and South Carolina is not, I guess, 
I mean, they're two and three, but I wouldn't say that. I mean, they they moved the ball against Alabama, so. Um, yeah, I mean, there's games that, like you said, Boston College. Uh, Florida State actually is looking better. I'm not sure if they push Clemson at all. Uh, they play Wake Forest. These are all, like, potential just yeah. games that they don't win by 50. Um, they don't play Virginia. Virginia, I think, is the second-best team in the Probably. in the conference. I, I was actually impressed with how they looked at, at Notre Dame. Um, I was given how poorly the, – the, they're they're clear. Virginia is a good team. I think they made so they turned the ball f- over five times on the yeah. road. You can't do that. But I I, I think they they were just sloppy. I think they're a good team. So I think Clemson would would see them would most likely see them in the ACC title game. But yeah, if they if they lose a game, uh, I don't know how you can justify putting them in front of a one loss, even a one loss Oklahoma, a, a one loss LSU, a one loss Ohio Georgia. State, a one loss. I mean, honestly, if you, I I honestly I don't understand if. Put yourself in a scenario where if Penn State and Ohio State meet undefeated in the second and last week yeah. of the season. Yeah. I mean, if both those teams are undefeated, Penn State would have a win against Iowa. Penn State would have a win against Michigan. Michigan, Michigan State, State yeah. um, along with Ohio State, would have wins against Michigan State, Wisconsin, um, a couple other quality wins. So even if the loser of that game, in my opinion, would have more of a right. And judging by what the committee's done. I mean, normally I would say you should win your conference to have to go to the playoff. But just based on what the committee has shown, yeah, I don't think Clemson would have a right to go over uh, either of those teams. So yeah, I, I, I agree. I think if they lose, I think it's a tough. Uh, they go to the ask. back of the line if they lose. I think I agree. Um, so yeah, Alabama took care of business against Ole Miss. Gave up a lot of points again. Um, a lot of yards. A lot of yards again. Um, Ole Miss had a had a very 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 fast speedy quarterback. Um, Alabama continues to struggle with guys that that can run around. Um, but Ohio State wins big at Nebraska. I think they're. I think Alabama and Ohio State are clearly the top two teams in the country. I think. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, it was funny. Like last week, we had Clemson in that um like group of three that we thought were clearly elite, but we can't even put Clemson in there right now it, because of how bad they've been. And like, I think what Clemson's dealing with is a little bit of what Florida State dealt with in 2014, and then Ohio State in 2015. Yeah. They just won the national title. They look super sloppy. What you saw was in 2014. That's actually a, re- that's a really good comparison. Yeah, in 2014, you see Clemson barely makes it in. They have Jameis. I mean, that was an Florida NFL State. team they had. Florida, Florida State, I'm sorry. They have Jameis. They get in. They get absolutely thrashed by an Oregon team um, that ended up getting killed by Ohio 59, State. 23 yeah. It was ugly. And then the following year, that's when that's, the Ohio State won the national title. They bring back one of the most loaded teams you're going to find. You have they just kind of stumble through the everywhere. entire season. They stumble through the whole season. They ended up getting beat by Michigan State in the last second field goal. And then that was kind of a wake-up call for them. Yeah. Where then they go and they blow out Michigan State, they blow out or blow out Michigan, they blow out Notre Dame, but it was too late. Yeah. I think what you're seeing right now with Clemson is a little bit of that. Yeah, um, I agree. But, no, I would say clearly right now Ohio State and Alabama are the two best teams in the country. Um, I think that's – I think most people – uh, and even in the media, I know you have a couple people that are still don't have Ohio State in the top four for whatever reason. But so get, get, what's your, who's your top four right now and then your first two out? Uh, I would say right now I would put Ohio State one, Bama two, um, LSU three, and then it would either be Georgia or Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that's my top four. I would probably say Georgia's because they have the one against Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, to be very clear, I do not think the SEC is getting three teams in it. 
but just if they if it started today without all these teams playing each other, yeah, that's probably what I would see as the four best teams I should yeah. say right now. And then your next two, um, would be I would have Clemson. Oklahoma and then Clemson, Oklahoma and Clemson, and in whatever order. But yeah. again, I think that the SEC is will get for sure one team in, and I think it's I still think it's going to be a challenge to get two teams in, um, just because yeah. I think Oklahoma is not going to lose, and I, yeah. I still have a hard time seeing Clemson losing. But if it were to start right now, that would be my top four. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would go Alabama one, Ohio State two, uh, probably Oklahoma three, and then um, I'm trying not to overreact to Clemson. I'm trying not to. I'd probably put them at four right now with uh, with Georgia and LSU just right there. Three, I think Ohio State and Alabama are clearly the, – the, they've separated themselves. I think three through six is interchangeable. I think three through six is all interchangeable. Actually, I'd go all the way three, three through seven. I think Auburn – you can put Auburn in there right now. We'll find out. I'm, I think Auburn's good. I, it's one of those years that – I mean, when they're – when they're able to run the ball like they're able to run the ball, right. and Gus Malzahn has all of his options available on to play calling wise, they're very good. And we've seen this before. I mean, the year with Cam, the right. year with Nick Marshall, right. and now now and now with Bo Nix. And Bo Nix had a really good game against Mississippi State. I think he's picking it up a little bit. I I, I think I, they go. I think they, I think they're able to go in Florida and win this weekend. Um, and I think three through seven are interchangeable with like Florida. Penn State and Notre Dame and Texas trailing right behind. But you, you forgot about Wisconsin too. Yeah, I, I and yeah, I put Wisconsin in the in the the Notre Dame, Florida, Penn State, right. um, Texas kind of category seven through eleven. I, I'm not I'm not totally sold on Wisconsin yet. Um, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty high on Penn State. I, yeah, I know you you are high on Penn State, and that was very encouraging what they did against uh, Maryland, especially defensively. Yeah, def- defensively, without their best player, they're de- they have the best be- defense in the Big Ten, I think, and it's very close between them and Ohio State. I think they have, I th- it's very tight. They're they're better at so they're better at linebacker than Ohio State, but yeah. then when you look at, are they better? They're not better in the secondary. No, for sure. Uh, I think that so I mean, Ohio if State's we're, we're going to go talent wise, top to bottom, I think Ohio State is clearly, clearly better. Is. But I think that just how Penn State has played so far this year, how they operate on defense, I mean Maryland is. A very explosive offense. They right. they can't play defense. They're not a, that they're, they're not that very good of a team, but not that good of a team. But they are very explosive on offense. And Penn State held an 88 right. yards on the road in th- a tough environment. That's really impressive. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, Ohio State's first team defense has only allowed really one touchdown this year, and that was yeah. against Indiana on a trick play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's changing against Michigan State this weekend. I think no. Michigan State will be lucky to get a couple. I mean, Michigan State in the last two meetings has scored nine points. They have a field goal. And and yeah. one and two field goals on the other. Um, I don't. I would be surprised if Michigan State even scored a touchdown. To be honest with you, with how bad that offense is. Yeah. Um, I don't think you real. I mean, I think the Wisconsin will be a very good test for Ohio State. But again, the tests are coming. Last week was probably the toughest road game for Ohio State's going to have this year. I yeah, mean, they have a a gift of a schedule. I mean, and it's not even that they're playing bad teams. It's just they get so many of them at home. Yeah. On um, Penn State, I mean, they could play Michigan on the road. That's but always. That's, that, uh, to me, that's tough, always the toughest road game. But aside yeah. from Michigan, you can't really count Michigan because you know Ohio State's going to be well, Penn so State's up for that game. Penn State's toughest road game every year when they play them on the road. On the road, right? Yeah, it's tougher than right. Michigan. But um, but they alternate too, so yeah, it's that, like they never get they never the do it on the same team. Yeah. But I think um, this is another test. You're going up against Michigan State. He's going to have a really stout defense, awesome defensive line. They only allowed 2.3 yards of carry last week. That's a, a very encouraging sign for me. As much as I'm drinking the Kool Aid of Ohio State right now. 
what would get me to be almost completely on the bandwagon of this is the best team in the country. If that offensive line is able yeah. to dominate Michigan's front, Michigan State's front, like they have everybody else, because Michigan State's front seven is as good as almost anyone. Yeah. Right, Michigan State's front seven is really, really good. They struggle a little bit in the secondary. If they're able to dominate that front seven and run the football, mm-hmm. that would be almost as encouraging as anything we've seen so far. So I, that's yeah. pretty much what I'm no, excited about. They're very impressive. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, my, like I said, my top four would be Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Oklahoma, and Clemson right now. But, like I said, three through seven, three through – I'm telling you, I would not want to play Oklahoma at all. No, there. I mean, Jalen Jalen Hurts is, has just fit, uh, fit seamlessly into that offense. Well, I, um, I talked about this with you in the offseason. It's why I wasn't as worried about um, Ohio State before the season as a lot of people were. And Oklahoma is the same thing. When you have offensive guys like Day and Lincoln Riley – They'll find, they're they find, find ways to score points, to score points yeah. schematically. Mm-hmm. So you know going into Oklahoma, as good as Ohio State's defense is. I mean, even Alabama. I don't think Alabama had a world-beater defense last year. No. It wasn't the best they've ever had by any means. No. Um, but Al- Oklahoma was still able to find ways to score with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Al- Oklahoma would find ways to score on Ohio State. They'd find ways to score on Bama. They'd find yeah. ways to score on the better defenses. And, and you know you're going to have to outscore them. And with the acquisition of Alex Grinch, a, a defensive coordinator, they have stepped it up big time. Oklahoma's right. defense, you watch them. It's not a, well, whoever's going to line up against them is going to just find a way to ha- right. have 500 yards against them. They're, they're actually playing defense now. Um, so, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited. We're about – I hope I'm, – I'm biased. I hope Auburn wins this weekend. So – uh, next week or a couple weeks down the road, I can I can put my top four as as Alabama. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for the I'm looking for the all four SEC teams. Yeah, in the I, final, I, I will the say final if I were, I I just have a strange feeling that Florida's gonna play really well. And if I were to, when I bet on the game this week, I'm gonna lean to Florida. But based on everything I've seen on the field this year. Do I think Auburn's a better football team? Yes, yeah. but I think getting them in the swamp, I just um, don't, weird I just, things happen. I'm just um, not sure Florida, um, and I know Trask, I think his name is the backup, has yeah. played well. They're not going to be able to do anything against Auburn's defense, and I'm not sure how they're going to stop Auburn. It, it'll be interesting, game. but, you know, one of the – you have the new age of offensive coaches, you know, the Days, the Lincoln Rileys, all those guys – People forget how good of an offensive mind Dan Mullen is. No, he is very good. Like He's Dan, good. I think Dan Mullen. I four and zero is an underdog in the swamp at night. I uh, some trends favor them. That's kind of what I'm going off of when I say I'm probably going to pick Florida. Yeah. Um, just because I like him at night, like Dan Mullen is in the underdog role. Um, but again, I, I don't disagree. I think everything we've seen on the field shows that Auburn's been the better football team. Um, but you know, anything I guess anything can happen. Yeah, for sure. So, um. Yeah, to to wrap up to wrap up the week five recap, um, we we gotta we gotta say so long to a team out in the uh, out in the Pac-12 who once again on Friday night or in a night game Pac-12 after dark things just get weird. It's just and I feel I mean the only reason I mean last week was so chalk like I said everybody who won was supposed to win um, or everybody who was supposed to win won. Um, but let's go. Let's go to this team. They're, they were the last undefeated team in the Pac-12. We all knew that wasn't going to last. Um, and these are all the reasons why this team is not. The 13 reasons why this team is not going to be in the playoff. Um, Pac-12 after dark screwed them. They have a horrific offense. Um, couldn't move the ball in the second half. 
Couldn't move the ball against State High. Yeah, they, they can't. Um, lost again to a washed-up coach. This is the second time Herm Edwards has picked off a team. Okay, I don't want to... Herm, Herm may be good. Herm may be I know. I'm, I'm getting... I, I'm starting to like the hire more and more. Um, they were outgained by 100, uh, by 100 yards by one of the against one of the worst offenses in the Pac-12. Arizona State's offense is not good. Um, blew a second-half lead. Uh, Arizona State is too clutch in the clutch. They're clutch. Two times this year. That freshman quarterback did it against Michigan State. Yeah, too. against good defenses. Um, Cal's backup quarterback went 5 for 14 for 23 yards in the second half after their starter was knocked out. That's not very good. Um, another Reason number 12, Pac-12 after dark again. And then reason number 13, you can't be in the playoff because you're Cal. You're Cal. You're like, Cal. You're, Cal's never going to be in. Cal. Like, we're sorry. Welcome to your tape. Welcome to your tape, Cal. It's over. They are dead. Cal is dead dead to us. Um, Absolutely. All right, so, yeah, and going going into week six, um, like we we touched on Auburn and Florida. It's the game of the week. And then the the next game of the week is, uh, I I think, it's 1A and 1B. I think Iowa and Michigan is as big of a game as you're going to see. Iowa, if they win that game, it sets up an absolute showdown. With Penn next, State next weekend, in um, which Penn State will probably, I would assume, is going to be in the top ten. I will probably be in the top 13, 12 yeah. at that point. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, game day will probably be there. It's going to be a massive, massive game. Um, well, game day's, well, game day's got probably going to go River to rivalry, Red River yeah. rivalry. Um, actually, it'd be close because Texas has already lost. So, I mean, it, it will be tight as to who they pick. Yeah. Um, and plus, Fox has a Red River rivalry anyway, so they may want to go somewhere that Herb Street's going to be calling the game. Yeah, which I'm sure. assuming he will. Um. So yeah, I mean it is. It's crucial. Michigan wins this game. Hey, this they, is this is a. The it's as. This is as a, my I, boy Joel Klatt said. This is the defining moment of the Harbaugh era. Yeah, like I he agree. cannot lose. If Harbaugh were to lose this game, it's indefensible. They're He's on their way to five win. losses. They're they on their lose way to this game. Losses. They're going to go seven and five. Yeah, I mean it's. Because I don't see a, them beating Ohio State. I don't see them beating Notre Dame, and I don't see them beating Penn State. This is. This is the. I, and honestly, I. This the is line how opened the up A&M Auburn game was for A&M, where A&M right. needs to win this game unless they're, or they're probably going to lose four or five games. Right. It's the same way for Michigan. And this is, I mean, I'm telling you, this is one of those, the line opened at Michigan minus seven. It's already down to three and a half. Uh, the line movement kind of, I don't know. That's This is a tough one for me. I haven't decided who I'm taking yet. Um, I, this is a big moment for Jim Harbaugh. If he yeah. doesn't win this game, you have to assume – they're not going to beat Ohio State at this point, uh, so he's going to end up being zero five against them. Um, the Michigan State game is at home. Uh, I, I would assume they could probably win that, but I mean the wheels can fall off this. The wheels this train real, this, this is this bus the real prob- fast. The problem is, and this happens to top five teams like this when you start in the top five, six, or seven of the con- of the country to start the year in the preseason polls then you get off to this kind of start, yeah. you start having guys quit on the team. And that's when you're going to have to start worrying about, is Harbaugh going to lose the locker room if you lose a game to Iowa? Um, I, I'm 50-50 on this. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, on the surface, I think Michigan should win. Uh, they're more talented, but I haven't seen it on the field. I haven't seen this new-look Josh Gaddis offense look good. No, um, and Iowa plays solid defense, and if they can do just enough offensively, and they have a quarterback who's not bad. I mean, Stanley's not the worst. No, he's not bad. I, I would honestly. He's got no neck. I, I mean, I think I think everyone would take Stanley over Shea Patterson at this point. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing when you look at. There's a few things you have to look at, um, especially for me when it comes to p- picking games. I look at three things mainly: defense, quarterback, and head coach. Mm-hmm. Those are the three keys I look at. So, 
I would say Iowa definitely has a better defense than Michigan right now. Yeah. And Michigan looks weak on defense. Yeah. Quarterback, I mean, I didn't think I would say this at the beginning of the year because I thought Shea would have a pretty solid year. I think I would take Stanley over Shea Patterson. I, who is going to make less mistakes? And it's Nate Stanley. And Nate Stanley hasn't Stanley. thrown a Stanley hasn't thrown a pick all year. Yeah, I, he's the guy that I I would let. I mean, is is he explosive? Not really, but he I can trust him to manage the game. I mean, his QBR is 18th in the country. Shea Patterson's is uh, 61st. Yeah, so no, I mean that's he, not he turns the ball. It's not over great. And, and then right. when you go to head coach, I mean. <laughs> I would think hardball, but yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I mean, there's a reason why Ference is the longest tenured coach in all college football. Yeah, so, so. it's uh, that game, that is the game of the Big Ten slate, and it is the game that will define hardball. It'll decide if he gets, um, probably it'll decide if he gets fired or not. Yeah. So, um, And then Auburn and Florida, we talked about a little bit. I I like I like Auburn a lot. Um, I the, especially watch them just dismantle. Mississippi State, who they're not. I mean, it's not like Mississippi State's roadkill, some terrible team. They're 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 talented. They're good, and, and Auburn just absolutely just wiped the floor with them. They could have picked, chose the number, kind of like how Ohio State could have picked whatever number they wanted to beat Nebraska by. Auburn could have picked whatever number they wanted to beat uh, Mississippi State and, by. And, and a round robin of Nebraska, Maryland, Michigan State, or Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Yeah, that would. It's must watch television. It's my, it, it's the best worst football we'll ever see in our yeah. lives. Like those are four teams. They're all on the same. They are not very good. No, they're not very good. But if they're all on the same level, playing the but same level teams, you'd have some good football. Well, games. And what's funny is I feel like all four of those teams are pretty good at one facet of the game. Yeah, like which, Michigan, Mississippi, like Maryland had a good has a good, I think, solid offense. Yeah, and I think Nebraska was putting up six hundred yards a game. Like Nebraska put up six hundred yards against. I mean, it was Illinois, but still six hundred yards, six hundred yards. Yeah, like. I, I just and Ole Miss was able to uh, run the ball with their quarterback. I think pretty they should much stick at will. with that backup quarterback that they got, uh, the r- fast one. R- uh, his middle so, name is Rice. Yeah, super weird name. Yeah, it's a very very Mississippi name. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I, Iowa at Michigan is big noon Saturday. Let's segue into this. I think big noon Saturday is the worst thing to ever happen to this planet. Since communism, Jesus. I think Big Noon Saturday is the stupidest, just most insane, dumb concept ever. Um, I hate it. I think it's dumb because noon games suck. I'm anti noon games, um, and I'm just I'm I'm preparing myself for Fox to come in to to Penn State the weekend of the Penn State Michigan game and make that a noon game. And what, what, what pisses me off is Fox, all they've done since they've had the, the contract with the Big Ten is blow Wisconsin, blow Ohio State, and blow Michigan. That's all they do. They have picked no Penn State games. They haven't been to Penn State once. Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson have never been to a Penn State game at Beaver Stadium. Right. Okay, The only game they've called is Penn State at Ohio State because Ohio State was in the game. It was the, it was, right. I mean, it was the biggest game. But they're going to come in, and they're going to come to our place and – we like our night games at Penn State. You're even very have protective it, of the even night games. Even have it a three thirty game. They're going to come in and make it noon and just force us into their little system. It's dumb. Screw Joel Klatt. Screw Fox. Screw Gus Johnson. Maybe not screw Gus, Gus Johnson. I'm fine with him. But Gus Johnson's pretty cool. But the, like, it's so it's so dumb. It's it, I, my it's, my thing is if you're going to have noon games, I'm okay with having a big game at noon. I'm I'm not. 
because if you're going to have noon games, at least now you get a big game at noon. You usually get the primetime SEC game at 3.30, and then you always get the ABC game at 7.30. So at least you get big games all day, which isn't the worst. But, I mean, hey, it's not just Penn State that's probably going to get screwed with this. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Ohio State and Wisconsin is going to be a top seven matchup probably here in, uh, at the end of the month, and I would be surprised if it wasn't a noon game. So, I mean, I think they're not the only ones. Yeah, I think um, do, do, they, they should be able to compete for the pri- in the primetime games, okay? And especially with the powerhouse duo that they have calling games. I mean, as much as I don't like Joel Klatt, I think he's – He's think good. He, he's good, but I think he says stupid stuff that is just – But, I mean, there's no one better than Klatt – or not not Klatt, uh, Gus Johnson. Like, if I'm somewhere Gus Johnson's around. pretty wild. Um, but you should be able to compete in primetime. Uh, no, I know. You I should be able to. Look, and I like, wish – Taking the easy way out and screwing everybody else. No one likes noon games unless you like you're in Wisconsin. Well, like they they like those games for some reason. The but thing they, is, it, and it's not just but it's not. I just, wish it was the three thirty slate. It's not just me. Yeah, they. I think they can compete compete in the three thirty slate because the CBS games. You're basically just getting like the SEC fans are going to watch the CBS. It's Alabama CBS. every week. Yeah, it is. And but in fairness to to my to to my cause here and to Penn State, Alabama fans are going nuts at the at. At the fact that they have to play at noon every week too, right? No, it's just like there's certain fan bases that don't like noon games, and right. some people do. I like, and I think it's like, so I think Ohio State and Michigan are fine with noon games because they, they play their never big, change that, they yeah. play their biggest game of every year at noon. Yeah, so that's they how they kind of Penn State doesn't like that. And plus, that's a Michi- great or, that's te- whole weekend Texas is amazing. And, yeah, and so it's like a, that weekend is a spectacle. Okay, right. it's the whole weekend because you usually regular, you get Ohio State. Michigan at noon. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm pretty sure every year that's the highest rated game. Yeah, it is. Like, everyone watches yeah, it. Yeah, so... So then you get Alabama-Auburn at 3.30. Right. And then you usually get a pretty damn good 7.30 or 8 o'clock game. Yeah, so. and so and it's the same way with the Red River rivalry where that they've always played that game at noon. Right. So it's just like, it's kind of built in. But, like, Fox, don't come in and fit us into your stupid mold. It's dumb. So I'm just getting ahead of this and... It, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I mean, again, I don't. I'm going to the Ohio State Wisconsin game. I would prefer if it wasn't a noon game. I wouldn't mind it being three thirty. No. I think that if I think what's hurting Penn State in this cause for the noon game right now is that Michigan's been so pedestrian. Well, if Michigan, to be if Michigan, if Michigan loses to Iowa, I honestly think that's going to be a noon game. Yeah, I well, so how the contract works is Fox is going to pick its biggest game right for their big noon Saturday. So I think they could go out of conference out of, you, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, they could go out of the big 10 for that. And, and th- in that case, ABC will probably pick up the game. And I just, I, I have a personal, I like, I like Kirk and I like Chris Fowler. And I think I, I'm not a Fowler guy, but I like Kirk. Um, but yeah, that, that's my, I, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. I think if you're a top 10 matchup though, unless it's Ohio state, Michigan or Texas, Oklahoma, that shouldn't be a noon. Yeah, if like if it's a top ten matchup, yeah, you, you, I mean, you and that's pow- why I'm strong saying strong arm that to the to yeah the, to the prime time slot. Yeah, and that's why I'm get everybody anticipated for right. And that's why that. I'm saying that like it's going to be different if Michigan being bad is what's hurting Penn State because if Michigan was as good as everyone thought they were, Penn State's playing well. That was going to be a top ten matchup. Then I think you're almost guaranteed to have it as a four o'clock game. Yeah. Whereas you know Michigan struggling, I think it brings it into question. Um, 
But I, I don't know. I'm again. I'm hopeful uh, that Ohio State Wisconsin is not the big noon Saturday game either, because that's going to be a top seven or eight matchup. And so far, I mean, and so far it hasn't. Been, they're trying to dominate that slot, and the ratings haven't exactly shown that it's working out yet. So well, again, though, they, so they haven't had aside from Michigan. What was have they had a Michigan on big noon Saturday yet for like a primetime game? Um, Michigan yeah, Wisconsin Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin yeah. yeah, but yeah, the, what they for them to make the big noon Saturday. Uh, for those ratings to take off, they would have to put Ohio State in that slot. Yeah, well, and I mean, not... it's they could play. They could. I mean, Fox is already pretty much Ohio State. Fox is to Ohio State as NBC is to Notre Dame. You know, to a degree. To a degree, if they if they had their, mean, if t- they had their t- choice, ESPN they would do to they Alabama. Would, yeah. Well. Eh. Eh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the more and more I look at these lines for this week, I there's actually some. At first, we were talking earlier this week how we, not sure how we if I like the lines very much. Um, I'm liking them more and more. I look at it, you know. I, I um, UCLA get get giving six against Oregon State. I think UCLA is playing better. Um, uh, it depends on if DTR is healthy. Oh, did he get hurt? Yeah, he got hurt last week. That's why they uh, they probably would have won easily, but they um they had to kick that field goal at the end and missed it. Um, which they still covered. Oklahoma State minus ten against Texas Tech. I think Oklahoma State's pretty good. Maryland minus twelve against Rutgers. I yeah, think they, I, I I like Maryland in that. However, you never know. Like after a loss like they took, if they're going to come back. Yeah, um, how it's going to work? Focused. Um, Do you I, like I Iowa, the, Michigan? Uh, not, not really. I don't like it at I'm three not, and a half yet. Um, and then Duke minus five against Pitt at home. I like that. Um. Kenny Pickett's hurt. The Purdue Penn State line keeps getting higher and higher. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna probably be thirty one by the time it closes. Yeah, if it's um, if it's at thirty, I'm. I really it. like Army plus three against Tulane. Um, I really like that. The Auburn line's down to two and a half. Uh, keep shrinking and shrinking. So a Texas probably, is minus ten and a half at West Virginia. Um, that's so a lot of people we know like that. Yeah. I I think that's a get in and get it out game for Texas. Yeah. Um, um, and then tonight, I, I think I'm probably going to end up taking Temple minus 11. I went baseball season. tonight. I didn't even. Yeah. I mean, I always have to get something on it. It won't, won't be one of my bigger bats. But, um, yeah, so there there's some there's some lines that are actually starting to stand out to me that I, I think I, I could feel better, better you... about. Uh, Ohio State minus 20 against Michigan State. That's a line I actually kind of like. I know you. I yeah, know Ohio Michigan State, State typically play, plays they play Ohio pretty State tough. well. But I don't. Ohio State is like a bulldozer. And th- like that's the, a game that's either going to end twenty-seven to seven, or it's going to end in just catastrophe. Yeah, it's but it's not one of those like in these bigger games. Urban Meyer would kind of like they would kind of bottle themselves up. It Tightens up like. a little would, bit. Yeah, they would play the they play the game. They play the it, field position game and this and that. Wouldn't be as aggressive. When, the, Ryan Day and how this team was working is just like screw all of that. We're going to jump out to a fourteen nothing lead and then and break just, your team, and that's and how just, it's going to. Not, from, to, not to gas up Ohio State. From but. the first five games, no one's going to doubt Herb Meyer's greatness. Like, he's an amazing recruiter. Pro, pro, the second best recruiter of all time. It's no top three recruiter of all time behind Nick Saban and Pete Carroll. Yeah. Always had his team motivated for the most part. But in game, is Ryan Day better? I mean, Haven't seen the, him in a re- huge game yet. Not yet, but the the results so far the results have, have showed it. He's, he's just willing anything. to score as many points as he possibly and can I mean, score, and that's hard to beat. The ways he's putting, and we talked about this when we were in Texas last week. People talk about the NFL offenses, yeah, of like a 
uh, Michigan mm-hmm. or uh, Wisconsin. All these are pro style offenses. Those aren't those were pro style offenses twenty years ago. That's yeah. how out of date they are. What Ryan yeah. Day is doing at Ohio State is that's Sean McVay. That's that's a pro style offense right yeah. now. I mean, he's stepping on people's throats. Yeah, but I kind of um, like um, UCLA five and a half. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Ohio State should cover against Michigan State, yeah. but it's a little dicey. Um, I can see that going either way. Um, so yeah, transition. Last week the pod was three and one on our Stone Cold Lead Pipe locks. A, a nice recovery after the disaster of the week before. Only loss was inexplicably Navy, just completely shitting the bed. They were up twenty to yeah, seven, was out gaining Memphis on the road by two hundred yards at the half, and then just fell apart in the second half. Mm-hmm. It was it was ugly. And and this is the third time this year for me personally. Uh, I have lost a game, lost a push by one because of an extra point, a missed extra point. Yeah. Alabama against South Carolina. I forget the other one, and then Navy missed an extra point last week. So, yeah. on the year, Colin is three and one. Dow is one and one. I am two and three. So listen um, to my lead pipe blocks, and you make Notre money. Dame ended up covering, which was nice. So, Colin, which <laughs> uh, first off, uh, Hurricane Dow likes Texas minus 11 at West Virginia. That's a stone-cold lead pipe lock. He likes Texas. I don't know how you can lock that in, but he's locking it in. He so. loves Texas. Um, so, my lead pipe got? lock of the week is a little bit out there. Okay. Northwestern right now is plus 7.5 at Nebraska. Hmm. I love Northwestern. Nebraska just got just their teeth kicked in by Ohio State at home. Um, Northwestern started to play a little better in the second half against Wisconsin. They were pretty much dominated for uh, – well, they, they kept it pretty close, actually, for most of the game with Wisconsin. They Wisconsin went had a couple twice. Yeah, I, I'm not... Wisconsin had a couple big plays in the third quarter to kind of stretch the lead out. I think that game was a lot closer than even the score says, and Northwestern only won by nine. Um, I like Northwestern a lot. I like the defense. Uh, I think they hold Adrian Martinez, and I just think seven and a half is way too many points. Um, it was seven up to seven and a half. I love Northwestern. Okay. Um, yeah, my, my pick is going to be, I'm going to take army plus three against Tulane. I think, I think army's pretty good. I think they've proven that this year. Um, and I think they'll be able to stop Tulane. So it'll, it'll be, that'll be a good game. There's a couple other ones that I was thinking of that, uh, I was thinking I was going to like, but I think army is the one I'm going to go with. So. Some big stuff coming with the pod. We might have multiple episodes next week. We might have one early in the week. Um, we'll meet with DJ PJ sometime after the Purdue game, I hear. Yep. Um, we'll keep you updated on that. Um, and then we're at Iowa City next week. We're going to do the pod. Um, so tune in. Make sure to, uh, to listen on SoundCloud. Like, comment, share it. Retweet our tweets on Twitter about it. Spread the word. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Colin, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. See you guys next week. All right. Enjoy the football weekend.